0: Hey, I wanted to start today's episode by honoring the life of Jan Hoff, Dr. Jan Hoff. Are you familiar at all with her?
1: I have heard the name before. If you were to ask me what she did or her specialty or anything like that, I would have no goddamn idea.
0: So Dr. Hoff recently passed away. She was born in 1938 in St. Louis. Uh, She served in the Coast Guard, earned an M.D. from Columbia University and a doctorate from the University of College in London. And Dr. Hoff is considered the first openly trans psychiatrist to work with trans patients.
1: That's amazing.
0: I, I think so. You're going to find her qualifications absolutely astounding. She worked with and then took over the New York practice of Dr. Harry Benjamin, who studied under Dr. Magnus Hirschfeld.
1: Holy shit. The guy who wrote D.
0: If those names sound familiar, Dr. Hirschfeld was the founder of the Institut Sexual Wissenkoft which we've talked about, was burned to the ground by the Nazis, lost all those records, an important part of the, Nazis the medical ha- research.
1: The Nazis fucking hated this guy.
0: Yes. He ended up having to flee the country, obviously. And then Dr. Benjamin was the medical advisor for Kristen Jorgensen's gender-affirming surgery, which we talked about at length in a previous episode. She was an actress. So that's the pedigree. Yeah, so
1: she is like a fucking specialist in this.
0: She studied under literally the people who created the original science <laughs> around gender affirming care.
1: <laughs> found. I think the proper term is found, the original science, don't <laughs> that you create science. Yes,
0: that's a very good point. Uh, in 1979, Dr. Hoff starred in a documentary called Becoming Gian about her transition and became one of the very few publicly recognized trans people at the time because of that documentary. We'll link to the recording in the show notes, but she said so many profound things in it, and there's one quote that stuck out to me that i just wanted to read to you i suppose we all have to drink some water from the well of despair so many of us drink so liberally and it's poured on us in some cases it's not necessary if you take the position that people are all right until they've proved that they're not you're not likely to harm me and i'll do my best to justify that confidence and i just felt like that said so much
1: really good quote Uh yeah no that's an excellent quote she
0: was extremely articulate. So all of that to say, rest in power, Dr. Hoff, and thank you for all your contributions.
1: Thank you, Dr. Hoff. As a trans woman who is going into mental health care myself, thank you for laying the groundwork for that. It's incredible. Hi. I'm Anna, a transgender person.
0: And I'm Cam, your dad.
1: And this is The Transgender, a podcast chronicling my transition.
0: And a cisgender man learning how to support it.
1: So you took over today's topic, and in the notes it just says finding community. So I'm curious to see what a cis person's idea of finding community for trans and queer folks is. You're queer.
0: Yeah. This came to mind because we often, especially at this time of year, talk about found family and community. And I think it's on a lot of people's mind around the holidays. And in particular, um, we got a listener question that really spurred this for me. And um, that listener question was, I'm a 70 year old trans woman who just moved to St. Paul, uh, Minnesota in September. I'm wanting to connect with the trans community here and also figure out where I could help. Any suggestions would be greatly appreciated. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about how you and I have found our people in the world. And it's funny for you and I to talk about this. I always feel a little funny because it's a lot of the same people (laughs) for you and I that we have found because It's our Duluth trans and queer community. But you asked me the question, how do I, as a cisgender man, find... You know, people. And here's my answer. I posted this. I don't know where the quote comes from. I just posted this as a meme the other day. It was a picture of Charizard. (laughs) And it literally said, when you speak your truth, it will call in an aligned community and kindred spirits like a homing signal for your heart. And that's how I've really felt about finding community in the last few years is I have become so much more of an authentic person, especially on this journey with you and being a, a public queer figure. And I'm finding that community is finding me in a lot of ways as I'm starting to get recognized as a safe cis man <laughs> when somebody that is aligned with the community <laughs> and believes in the same things.
1: A safe cis man is going to be one of our merch <laughs> items coming up in the future. Just to let y'all know,
0: Yes, I'm, I'm in it. I love it. <laughs> so that's been the thing for me. And then that led to me recently being in rocky horror picture show which was a fully queer and trans cast and making relationships with people there who are now my found family
1: can i say you being in rocky horror picture show was incredible and also i have had to bleach my eyes multiple (laughs) times from the images and things that i have taken from that,
0: Have we talked about this in the Yo. show yet? Oh, yeah. So I, I played <laughs> <clears throat> Brad, you all, which is probably it, it's funny to say the least dressed person of the entire cast. Half the time I had to walk around with my tidy whiteies, And I will admit I stuck a packer in there so that people didn't see oh, my ew. actual dick.
1: That's and I thought
0: it was funnier to have a huge package and they're like, wait, I yeah. Was-
1: i was very concerned i wasn't gonna say anything i was like man whatever (laughs) wow all right hey this is a good moment for our listeners to understand just people you can bind you can talk you can have a packer you can have breast forms just to feel euphoric about yourself you don't need to be trans to feel good about yourself and that is exemplified by my father having the largest fucking dick in the world when he was playing brad
0: that that was
1: oh my god uh, out
0: of context that quote is gonna haunt us my dad having the largest (laughs) fucking dick in the world no i mean it was just it was so funny because i had to talk to the director a little bit our friend alice saying like it's not that i'm worried about like any shame around the size of my package or any of that but one of the running gags in the whole thing is that brad has a giant dick and they all kind of comment on it and so i thought it'd be super funny and we everybody was totally on board it also again the main reason for it was i just didn't want my own actual package to fall out of the underwear
1: or slip out yeah be the
0: thing that everybody was looking was, at the it whole time tight underwear so, too. it was extremely tight underwear wow what a tangent i did I, not expect I'm, to go down
1: <laughs> yeah what a tangent i'm glad that you used an actual packer as opposed to an aubergine which i feel like would have been hilarious but also very concerning that would have been really cool <laughs>
0: Okay, we totally derailed <laughs> this conversation. So the point okay, of all that yes. was, I found my community with these people. They're now very important, found family in my life, and and that was my journey to some new folks. I feel safe around. What about you, Anna? Where do you find your people?
1: This is a challenging question because when I think about my journey, I think back to the first time that I came out to you as trans, and you were like, "Fuck, I have to deal with pronouns now," mm-hmm. and then you were like hey, I should get you in contact with my friend, Sean. He is the only trans guy I know. Then I bet he would be able to help you. Isn't
0: that, it, I and... reflect on that moment a lot and be like, <laughs> if it was a BIPOC person, I'd be like, hey, I know one more BIPOC person. You guys should be friends. It's, But I knew that Sean was building a safe community. And so that was more <laughs> the angle for me and not just, you should be friends with the one trans person I know. <laughs>
1: It wasn't like you two should be friends. It was like a, hey, I know that you are struggling to find your identity and struggling to figure out who you are. And this is a person who I trust and feel safe around. And so I think you might too. And I was like, fuck no. (laughs) Which is very funny to think about considering that Sean and I are now very close friends. And like our co-chairs of this organization. Sean, I know you listen to our podcast. I love you. And also when I was like 12, I was like, fuck, no, I'm not talking to this adult person about trans stuff. No, and that makes complete sense.
0: (laughs) This has been a funny thing about our journey as well. I just want to call out is me forcing upon you people in the world like whether that was by accident because of my like reputation in the community or like purposely hey you need to get to know this person thank you for trusting me (laughs) to guide you to people (laughs) even if at the time you're just like what the hell are you saying to me i don't understand
1: yeah but no what i how I really found a lot of community was actually through the podcast i had a couple of close friends from high school and stuff who were like close to community and work on the outskirts but because we were so young we weren't being invited to bars we weren't being invited to different activities or anything there wasn't a trans joy fest when i was growing up we had to really figure out our own selves and community through the school and through our friendships and when i started doing the podcast with you That's when people started reaching out to me and being like, hey, you are now a public trans person. I want to get to know you. I want to. That's when Sean invited me to the board. That's when things started to really move and fit into place about this is the community that we are building. It has existed. It will continue to exist. But you are now a part of the people who are building that community. You are being invited into this. And I'm so glad that we are now at a point where people in Duluth especially can come and participate in trans Joy fest and be their authentic th- selves and find this community
0: so your advice to people is start a podcast and you'll find your community yes, start a
1: podcast no what i'm advocating for is keep your eyes open to possibilities and experiences coming to trans Joy fest it is finding people who share similar experiences to you it is support groups it is everything that we always talk about how to get feel better about yourself, how to find safe people, are the same things about finding community. Community itself is a safe place. And when you participate in community activities, you start to build and find that community yourself.
0: I agree. And so that's where, too, just... Like you said, keeping your eyes open, if you're in a larger city, there are lots of opportunities to find a website that specifically posts queer community events or LGBTQ oriented concerts, or the resources are certainly available. And I'm just gonna say to our listener, I'll send you some resources for sure. But just know that there's a lot. Down in the cities to be able to connect with. If you are not in a larger community, which we know many of our listeners are, it can be a little more challenging. And and you may have to, what would I say, put some subtle feelers out or find one <laughs> or two people that you trust to, hey, yeah. where do the queers go <laughs> around here? <laughs> And if it doesn't exist for you... Or online. Yeah, or, yes, definitely online. We talk about that a lot. And that's where you feel you had your community at school, in middle school, but you also had quite an online community originally, right?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah, that's where I first really started to come out and find myself as a trans woman, was online. And part of that was because I was one of those people. For half of my life, I was isolated and secluded and not able to really contact or be around people who I trusted and loved. And so when I talk about finding community online or setting up those subtle feelers or having those one or two people who you feel close to and are connected with, that is how I survived my experiences. That's how I survived for, God, nearly six to eight years of my life. It's coming from a place of I know what you're going through in a lot of ways. And I want to share the tools that I use. Payday 2 is no longer a super big name in in the gaming world. But when I was growing up, it was like this Video shape.
0: game, for those yes. of you that don't game.
1: <laughs> and Payday 2 was where I was like, I am this person. I'm good at this game. I'm doing this. And that's where I found some community. And then I started building from there. I found Discord. And I found a lot of support from different areas. With the world that we live in now, which is very different from the world that I grew up in, which is weird to say because I am only 22 but
0: things have come a long way in just the last decade
1: yeah with discord being around and with so many more trans and queer resources out there you can find communities you can find servers you can find people to connect with who have similar experiences to you who are your who are the community that you are trying to find
0: and then i think i would add if you can't find community and you have the energy build it Throw a barbecue or start a Discord server or whatever interests you the most.
1: Start a podcast.
0: (laughs) Start a podcast. When I'm talking about (laughs) putting energy and authenticity out in the universe, that might be like a super proactive thing that you have to do in order to draw the people that you want to hang out with. Because there is a sense of if you build it, they will come. And there are not enough resources, even in big cities, for everybody in every community and every identity. This might be the thing that you create where... There's a space that somehow you put together. This is a little tangential, but we in Duluth now have what's called a silent book club. And the organizer of that had this concept of everybody just gathers at a brewery and we all sit around and read silently for a long time. And then if you want to, then you can spend some time networking and talking about the book that you're reading and you don't have to, but it just builds a sense of community around people who like books. And it led me to, you know, I think we could do that with anything, honestly. You know, I know, people who have knitting groups and people who have you know all these kind of social clubs you could just have a queer social club and that is a fantastic opportunity or a you know non-binary social club where you just do the things that you enjoy and people will come to those things
1: even for communities that are only a couple hundred people large those communities still have statistically at least a couple of trans people i don't know the exact statistics off the top of my head but i know that there is a non-insignificant percentage of trans people to the regular population, which, if you think about it, like, every hundred people, there's probably going to be at least two trans people or so from the experiences that I've had. And so if you're in a community with a hundred people, there's probably another trans person somewhere in there who you can connect with and who you can start to build this community. I think about, we were at Iron Pride this year, and that is a community that is pretty small and yet it was big enough to have a pretty successful pride event
0: with a lot of trans representation there and i think we found that at central minnesota pride too that a lot of these prides didn't necessarily in these smaller communities have a lot of trans booths or trans representation and in the last few years we're seeing a lot more of that including anna and i are out in the community now tabling so as we always say come find us at events because we'd love to, to see our listeners in person but yeah i think That's the biggest thing. And
1: hey, if you are running a Pride or starting a Pride and you want us to come and give a podcast there, hit us up. We'd love to. And we'd love to support smaller Prides especially. And we can hopefully draw an audience
0: (laughs) we are willing to travel so send opportunities our way that goes for speaking gigs and other opportunities too anna and i are looking to expand our franchise a little bit which actually might be a rather good segue into the
1: next topic if you're ready for that absolutely so cam this last year it has been wild has been wild the year has been wild i don't know yeah i don't know if you feel that way too but it's been wild (laughs) we have had so many amazing opportunities incredible guests and changes to our lives that are honestly in like just life changing that Is a weird way of putting that, but you know what I'm trying to
0: say. No, but we've, aside from the (laughs) podcast, which we're going to talk about at length here, we both had a lot of personal (laughs) changes in our lives and new jobs and school and a lot of changes, but we were at eight events (laughs) in the last year, which was up from two the year before. (laughs) We co-hosted, or not, well, we hosted the keynote for the Minnesota Council Nonprofits (laughs) Conference, which was like a huge audience for us that was like a
1: huge step yeah we have done so many incredible things this year and it is in massive thanks to all of you to every single listener like The reason why we get invited to things like the Minnesota Council Nonprofits keynote is because we have a listenership like you guys. So thank you.
0: So what are the results of all of that? And you'll actually hear this because we'll do a little shout out to them in every episode in season three, is that we received a significant grant from the P-Fund Foundation, which is Minnesota's largest LGBTQ funder, and that allowed Anna to get some new equipment. So if she's sounding a little better today, it's because she has a new mic and... Some new toys that are helping us produce this podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and a soundboard.
1: <laughs> Some of the new toys. No, but honestly, the PFUN organization has been incredible. We were able to get enough money to be able to afford a better equipment for both of us, and be able to get equipment that we can now more easily take on the road with us and be able to use out in the community with folks,
0: So that is spearheading some uh, changes that we're looking to make for Season 3. Nothing extremely drastic. Uh, We're still here doing our thing, talking about topics that we love, but we have some ideas of what we'd like the next season to look like.
1: I think the biggest of these ideas is Cam and I are hoping to get into a lot more video content. I know you guys love to see our beautiful faces. And hopefully, with the new equipment that we have and... Some more time that we have been able to allocate to the podcast and our brand here. We want to create more videos for you. We want to start producing content that you can sit and watch and follow along with us.
0: It's also... One of the few avenues doing this kind of content creation that we can actually monetize, we've pointed out before, but we're dependent on our patrons and basically (laughs) zero ad revenue that we are able to generate to still not make enough money to produce this podcast. And so we're needing to look for some other opportunities. And we think that if you can move with us to YouTube and support our journey there, that's an opportunity for us to not only give you great content and talk about the topics you want to talk about and see our sweet cherub-like faces, but also have the <laughs> opportunity to actually make some money that would help support our work and continue to allow us to do this
1: we know that you guys want more content from us and this is a really good way for us to not only be able to get that content out to you but also for us to be able to make content that we want to create we want to create youtube videos we want to share our research process and the things that we learn that we can't do in a podcast format with you all this is a huge opportunity for us and we would really appreciate it if you at least gave it a try. I know that not everybody is a huge podcast fan. Or uh, I hope you all are podcast fans. <laughs> we know not not everyone Maybe you're is, just uh, us fans.
0: <laughs> That's okay, too.
1: <laughs> we know that not everybody is a YouTube fan, but if you give us a, a shot on YouTube to really experience it, try and find our groove with us and see what we can create. I think that all of us will really enjoy it.
0: We're going to try some new things there. You will see videos where Anna and I are together, of course. Uh, A lot of these recordings we're going to chop and screw and we'll go all the way back through our library, back to the Aiden Dowling episode and Jameson Green and get those faces up there so you can see us chatting. But you're also going to see a lot of videos that are just me or just Anna, because we have some different styles of things that we just want to talk about. And I'm going to do a lot of videos about parenting and answering questions of parents and being the cisgender person in supporting a transgender person. What are you going to do?
1: I'm going to do a lot of video essays, I'm hoping. I... I'm in school currently, where my passion lies, but also my amazing partner, Andre, does incredible research. We just touched the surface of what they research for us on these episodes. And so I really want to be able to share that research with all of you in a more succinct and entertaining format than just hearing me spew words at you (laughs) for half an hour. So I'm really hoping to be able to share what they can find and how I can present it to you in innovative ways.
0: I'm excited to watch those. That is going to be fun.
1: Another thing we're bringing into season three with us is that Andre is going to be doing a lot more research for us. And so our episodes are going to be extremely well-researched whenever we start to speak. Cam and I do as much research as we can before each of these episodes, but Andre has a history degree and is used to reading a lot of very, in my opinion, somewhat boring information. And they love queer history, especially. So when we really start to talk about things, believe me when I say it is going to be Of the highest research quality.
0: Yeah, we're really excited about that. This is also a good time to give a shout out to our editor, Frey, who has gotten us through the last year without us losing our minds. I don't know what we would do without Frey. (laughs) They've been an absolute godsend for us to just make sure that we're on track to produce content and getting things edited. Us getting two episodes out a month mostly is a lot. (laughs) And if I had been doing the editing, and with my job change and kind of a stressful year, there's not a chance (laughs) that was going to happen this year. And so we're just, (laughs) we're really grateful to have that resource. And so thank you, Frey. And we also got a new theme song this last year. Thanks to our producer for that. We're chugging along and really happy with being able to provide you more and better content.
1: In season two, which we're wrapping up here, we added a lot of guests. And I don't think that that was bad.
0: <laughs> no. <we laughs> but I know that
1: a lot of you yeah i know that a lot of you really like to listen to us for just cam and i and our dynamic and so in season three we're not going to ditch guests entirely because guests are really important especially when we're talking about things that neither cam or i are experts in but we are hopefully going to do more episodes that are just cam and i and just chatting about issues that we really want to talk about we are worried every time that we've exhausted the vast amount of trans and queer content that we can but every time we find something new to talk about don't worry about the two of us us and look forward to having us talk more about our dynamic and talk about passionate and interesting topics.
0: And... Broadening, again, beyond trans topics, we've already done that in season two. In season three, we're going to continue to look at global trans issues, but also queer community issues. What's impacting the LGBTQ identity? We'll be talking about all of these kinds of issues in a way that focuses on all kinds of different identities and how all these things come together. And we're really excited to be able to to do that. And again, to do that with a lot more resource behind us and at a higher quality, which is going to be really fun.
1: We're the transgender, but we are also very queer and other gender experience focused, especially as we're going into the season three here. We really want to hear what experiences other people in the world experience. We talk about trans issues a lot, but one of our guests, Alina Boyden, wrote about the Hijra experience, and we want to learn more about other gender experiences from people who may not identify as trans. Be aware of that too, and if you have stories that don't align with oh, I'm not trans, but I experience gender in this weird way, send us that as well, because I'd love to hear that. So what I think we're really trying to say here is season two was excellent and life has changed a lot for us. But in season three, we're really hoping that we are finding our stride finally three seasons in, hopefully. (laughs) And that we will be able to bring you the highest quality content and the best that we can provide.
0: Yay. Yay! I didn't bring in a gender euphoria and neither did you. Do you have a gender euphoria?
1: I do. As you may know, I had surgery not that long ago. It was about a month ago now.
0: It was like half and of what we talked I- about in our last episode, so if you didn't listen to that one, <laughs> you might not know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell y'all, it is wild. I finally was able to take off all of my compression garments and actually start wearing like comfortable clothing again and holy shit, i feel so much different and not only different but so much better i feel more like myself i feel like my body actually conforms to the shape that i want it to and things are just going well for me in the tits department.
0: yay which is
1: not a it's not an apartmental store thing i wish it was (laughs) but no the tits department
0: department at jc pennies yeah
1: (laughs) yeah I'm so glad that we had a chance to go through this. And thank you for supporting me and everything.
0: Yeah, you, you got a lot of nice Cam notes and from my, folks and our listeners. who loved hearing those stories of all of your gender-affirming surgery. It's been so important for you to share those processes and you're healthy and safe. And it wasn't without complications here and there, but overall, you had a really good experience, it seems.
1: Yep, yeah. To anybody who is thinking about you getting top surgery from Mayo, I cannot recommend my doctor, Dr. Tran, enough. He was energetic, excited, and just an excellent guy to work with. If you are in Minnesota or looking at Mayo for surgery, Dr. Tran is the guy to go to.
0: We have a new way to support the show that we want to share with you all. You can now purchase a shout-out. So check out our website, transgenderpod.com. Click the shout out button and find out how to promote your business, hype up a friend or anything else you'd like to share with our listeners as long as it's appropriate.
1: Yes, conditions do apply, but we'd love to see what you have to say to your friends and about your business and whatever. This week's shout out is from Luna, who, can I just say, long time friend of the show, is a very active participant in our Discord server, just an excellent human being. Luna says, hey, everyone, just wanted to quickly give a shout out to Ace, Morgan Rose, and Percy for continually supporting me through my trans journey.
0: We love Luna.
1: Yeah, we love Luna, and Ace Morgan Rose and Percy, thank you for being so supportive of an amazing listener of ours.
0: If you have questions about transitioning, or supporting someone who is transitioning, and you'd like us to talk about it on the show, please shoot an email to questions at transgendapod.com, click the chat with us button on our website, DM us on social media. And if you'd like to support the show, you can become a patron on our Patreon.
1: A special thank you this week to Rain, one of our longest and most generous supporters. We appreciate you so much. And be sure to check out our episode description for links to resources on today's topics.
0: I'll be posting Dr. Hoff's Becoming GM.
1: And of course, as always, we post all of our research and everything in the description. So go check it out if you want to know what we found about for this episode.
0: Thanks for listening. I've been Cam. I've been Anna. And this has been The Transgender.
1: Season two. Love you all. Except the biggest.